0: Hello, hello, Shalom Letters family. Hope you guys are blessed and doing well. I'm your host, Melissa Collins, and tonight Brian has the night off. But we have with us a special guest that I know you'll be excited to hear from. If you've been following our podcast for long, you know that I love conferences. And that's what our special guest is here tonight to talk about. So let me introduce you to the host of the modern day Samaritan Woman on Hebrew Nation, Miss Laura Lee. Laura, thank you so much for taking time out of I know your busy schedule to join us tonight. How are you doing?
1: Shalom. I'm doing well. I am really enjoying my time in Tennessee and out of the heat of Florida. Y'all
0: are having summer weather here, but I know it's not <laughs> as hot as down in Florida. Oh my goodness, I cannot imagine how hot it must be in Florida right now. It is very hot, and I'm a Yankee.
1: I'm from New York, oh, wow. so so Florida's very intense for me, and um, but I'm loving Tennessee. I love seeing those sweet pea flowers and Queen Anne lace and Uh, it just reminds me of home because I'm very homesick for New York.
0: Mm. Well, Tennessee is absolutely a beautiful place. I consider it my second home. So I absolutely love it there. So I mentioned to our listeners that you are the host of the modern day Samaritan woman. Do you care to tell them a little bit more about yourself and share maybe your testimony or anything you feel like sharing? Sure. So I do a
1: podcast for Hebrew Nation Radio, and it's called Healing for the Nations with a Modern Day Samaritan Woman. And I have kind of a long story of how I ended up on the radio. The father, oh my goodness, the father has such a sense of humor. (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm not sure how long your podcast is, but um I love I love sharing the story because it it's an, it's a story of how the father takes our brokenness. So anyways, my background is um as a child I was molested and I was beaten and... I had a lot of really rough things happen to me as a child, That's and okay. I I self-medicated with drugs and alcohol and sexual relationships for many, many years, and I was also raised in the Seventh-day Adventist church, so I already knew about the Sabbath, and at the end of my drinking and drugging, I just started crying out to the Father because I was really suicidal, and... So um, my story is very long. So he empowered me to put the drugs and the alcohol down, and and you know, I ended up going to college to become an addictions counselor, and and so part of my education was having to go to um, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, which were actually very very helpful for me because I couldn't decipher the difference between religion. In relationship with the creator. And so I worked for many years as a substance abuse counselor in halfway houses and jails and um, inpatient clinics, outpatient clinics. Also, I was a therapist in the hospital uh, that dealt with mentally ill, chemically addictive people. And so I've gone to Narcotics Anonymous and Al-Anon meetings and I've read a ton of library or books about trauma and addiction and domestic abuse and and um, but I kept marrying and getting with men who were abusive. And my last marriage almost totally destroyed me and i ended up in a battered woman's shelter
0: Hmm.
1: and they found me a transitional um apartment and i lost everything in this marriage i lost everything i even lost my little jack russell dog. His name was Jack. (laughs) And, and, um, you know, he was my life. And I even lost him. And so where my story really started to change was when I did lose everything. And I was totally distraught. And I ended up relapsing again, I ended up going out into the hood. Um, And Syracuse, New York, getting crack cocaine, allowing strange men in the back of my car to take me to crack houses. Um, I was a mess. And within that period of time, I would find myself crying out to the father. And I would sit in my little tiny apartment in the dark and I would just rock back and forth comforting myself or trying to crying out to the father you know you know you know you know father where are your people where are your real people where are the people that keep your sabbath and keep your commandments and what the strangest thing is i started asking the father what the hebrew roots of his word was wow and one day I said, this is so funny. I said, roots, Hebrew Roots, what the hell is Hebrew roots? What what am I praying? And so I grab my little tablet and I Google Hebrew Roots and Rika Cortez pops up. Wow. <laughs> so I grab my my Bible and I'm saying to the father, you know, keep me from being deceived again. But I want to know what your word really says. So I'm listening to Rico unpack the scripture. And I'm seeing in this man how passionate he is. And he's teaching the word like I've never heard it before. The culture. The context. And he's just weaving it all together. And I believe that the book he was unpacking was Galatians. And he was showing how the Old Testament and the New Testament was woven together it just flows and so i'm listening to him and i'm wondering where is this person from and does anybody else teach like him and you know a couple years before i had this experience i had been led to the jewish jesus um show on tv michael rood I, I watched Michael Rood in yeah. his funny little get up talking about <laughs> Easter and Christmas. And, and then I felt impressed to go to the Messianic Jewish synagogue in Syracuse. And it was during Feast of Tabernacles wow. and they were, they were building a sukkah. And so the father was like little by little, <laughs> Um, drawing me out of the Seventh-day Adventist church, showing me these truths. Then my life shattered. He already knew my life was going to shatter. And then he puts in me this cry um, to know his word and the Hebrew roots of his word. So this Particular website that I was on, I don't even know what it was. I don't know how I ended up on this website. And there was a fellowship finder, and I found out that there was a little country church about 45 minutes from me. So I ordered a Bible study from them, and I took all the Bible study. courses and I realized that they were teaching the truth and then the Holy Spirit one day told me to go there and I said hell no I am not going to no church I told you I was done with those people I am not I'm not going And little by little the father would tap me on the shoulder and he would woo me and he would tell me you know I really want you to go and I was so stiff-necked, I kept saying, hell no, I'm not going. I'm not going. And then one day, I said, you know what? I'd better I'd better obey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd better do what the Father's telling me to do. So I ended up there late, and I walked in, and they were doing an altar call. And I found myself going up front to this person that I'd never seen before, this pastor, The pastor looked at me, he put his hands on me, and he started praying. He knows, he knows, he knows. And what was I saying? Crying out to the Father, you know, you know, you know. Here's this pastor, he knows, yes. And the pastor was speaking, praying over me, things that only the Father knew about me. And then the associate pastor came over and put his hands on me. And he said, child of the most high, it's time for you to come out of the dark. It's time for you to speak, start speaking and writing again. And he, they didn't know that I had written a book. And that the father had put me up in the pulpit to speak years prior to this. And. So here the father's calling me once again to speak and to write. Mm. And so I went to three, two or three different places to detox and to be delivered because I had demons. You don't walk in certain places and not pick up things that you need right. to get, get rid of.
0: Right.
1: And, and then one day I kept hearing Hebrew Nation Radio, Hebrew Nation Radio. I kept hearing this over and over. I'm like, I've lost my cotton picking mind. What the hell is Hebrew Nation Radio? (laughs) So I Google Hebrew Nation Radio and I'm thinking, I've lost my mind. Well, here's Hebrew Nation Radio. And they're wanting people to call in and discuss why there's so much infighting in uh, the Hebrew Nation, or excuse me, the Hebrew Roots Movement. And I thought, well, that's easy. It's all sibling rivalry. It's all arrested development. People haven't dealt with the childhood wounds. And they were advertising the Way DVD, and they were also asking people to send an email to Daniel Holdings congratulating him on his new position as program manager for the radio station. And I kept being impressed to call in, and I'm like, no, I'm not calling in. I I wouldn't get on anyways. And they kept advertising the DVD. So I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to call in. And I didn't think that I was going to get on. Well, I got on immediately. So I gave them my two cents. (laughs) Yeah, I got right on. And so I gave them my two cents. And they're like, well, that's really interesting. We never thought about that sibling rivalry. And when the gentleman called me to get my, um, my address to ship the DVD, we had this really great talk. And so I elaborated, told him a little bit more about my background and uh, you know my perspective on things. And he said, boy, people really need to hear what you have to say. And I'm doing an eye roll and I'm thinking, yeah, right. So a few days later, I get the DVD and I did something out of character for me. I actually wrote a long email to Daniel and I broke down some things that that I was seeing within the body and um, some of the experiences that I've had, so on and so forth. So I got the DVD. I packed for vacation in Florida. I go to Florida to visit my parents. And there was a situation with someone who I thought was my friend, which caused me to dig into past email messages between her and I. And believe it or not, I had never, ever checked my spam mail. And something was telling me to check my spam mail. And I checked my spam mail, and there's a response from Daniel Holdings in my spam mail. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he's wanting me to call him, and it just happened that he wanted me to call him the next day.
0: Oh, my goodness. That was
1: perfect comment. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? All my my stars. I can't believe this. (laughs) Now, I need to back up, and I need to tell about this part of my story before telling you my conversation with Daniel. So I have this friend, Julie, who has known me for like 25 years. She has seen me go through, she's seen me go through three divorces, (laughs) three divorces. There's a reason why it's modern day Samaritan woman. She's seen me go through the murder of my son and a lot of other really hardcore rough stuff that i've i've been through and bless your heart oh my goodness that's another story for another day um so her and i are studying this book by charles craft called deep wounds deeper healing and it's all about um charles craft is a christian therapist he and his team help people to reconnect with the um, their young selves. Some people call it the inner child, their young selves, the, the person, the child that they were when they got wounded, when, you know, whether it was rape, uh, whether it was, you know, something really traumatic that had a very, devastating impact upon them so this whole book was about uh jesus yeshua coming alongside of them and healing them and i was having such a hard time with this book i I was becoming very agitated and very angry and even though in the past in my work as a substance abuse counselor i've I've read books about the inner child and, you know, I've talked to clients about their inner child. I was never able to fully grasp this concept of inner child. So I was driving home one day from Julie's and I was just, I was so agitated and I started talking to the father about this book. I'm like, you know, I, I, don't believe in this inner child. I think it's a bunch of crap. It doesn't make any sense to me. And if if this is true, if you're trying to tell me that I've got this, this little girl, uh, arrested development, this little girl inside of me that's sabotaging my life, then I want you to show me beyond a shadow of a doubt.
0: Hey, it's Melissa. One more thing. I know if you listen to our podcast, you love Jesus too. And if you're like us, what we wear is a statement of our faith sometimes. So we love to wear evangelistic clothing as just great conversation starters. So go check out seekjesus.co. They have a very sleek fashionable line of clothing who will help you start conversations and spread the word of Jesus. Like I said, go check out their clothing. I know you're going to love it. I absolutely love mine. And since you're a listener of Shalom Letters Podcast, you can get 15% off your order just enter the promo code shalom letters at checkout don't forget 15 percent off your order by entering promo code shalom letters at checkout at seekjesus.co
1: because i think it's a bunch of crap so a couple of days later i'm cleaning my apartment and I'm in my bedroom, and I feel impressed to pick up this stuffed lamb that a former mentor had gifted me. Now, this is going to sound really nuts, <laughs> but I, I like to point out to people that the Bible's supernatural. There's all sorts of really crazy, nutty things that happens in the, in, in the Bible, in oh, Bible sure. stories. So I pick up this stuffed lamb and I'm looking at it and I feel stupid even t- talking about this. But I start talking to the lamb. Now my mother told me that my favorite toy when I was a little girl was a lamb. Hmm. So I I start talking to this lamb and something very very deep within me breaks and I just start sobbing from a really deep place in me and I fell to my knees and I'm sobbing and I'm sobbing and I have an encounter with Yeshua. Oh, wow. And Yeshua, I see Yeshua and I, I'm like, I'm starting to freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this cannot be happening. And he starts speaking to me and he says, Laura I want you to focus over and over. He says, I want you to focus. I want you, I want you to stop and I want you just to focus. And then I see this little girl and then I'm, I'm still like trying to break this off Uh, Because it was just so, um, I don't even have the words. It was just so bizarre. And then he he kept saying, Lordly, I want you to focus. I want you to look at her. Do you see how little she is? Do you see how innocent and little and precious, beautiful little girl? That's you. That is how I see you. And then he took me to all these different events in my life. Like the first event is my grandfather and what he did to me. And he, he, Yeshua says to me, this is where you learned or you started confusing sex and love. And then the next scenario was my brothers beating me every Sunday night. They used to really, they would take turns beating
0: me.
1: Hmm. And Yeshua said, this is where you learn to take beatings. And then the next scenario was sitting at the dining room table night after night with my father grilling me. So what did you learn at school today? And My father was a very intimidating person. And so this is where I learned that boys are smarter than girls. This is where I started to learn that I wasn't as smart as boys, that I was a female, therefore inferior. So there was scenario after scenario, you know, the dinner table. He said, this is where your eating disorder started. And this is where your, your food addiction started. And um, there was another scenario, and this is where your, your drug addiction began. So he's he's showing me all these impactful life events that started me on this road of self-medicating and giving myself away for crumbs of affection and attention from males because I didn't get the love that I needed from my father. And um, and, and so so by this time I'm flat, I'm just flat on the floor. I am I'm just a mess. I am totally undone. And then he starts speaking to me, no. Man has the right to tell you who you are. I tell you who you are. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I made you a writer and a speaker. And I made you intelligent. And he's just just telling me who he made me to be. And, And when he was finished speaking to me, it was just silent. And... I picked myself up off the floor, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out. I have lost my mind, and I went over to my girlfriend Julie's, and I walked in her house, and she's like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong? And I said, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And I told her the story, and we're sitting there bawling our eyes out. And I said, Julie, I have lost my F in mind. I, I actually said the F bomb. I'm like, I have, I have lost my F in mind. I can't believe this happened. I And she's like, No, you're not crazy. I'm like, What are you talking about? And she said, You text me this morning asking me um, what we should should study next what book and i went to the father and i asked the father what he wanted us to study and i went to my bookshelf and this is the book that i was led to and i want to share with you what i opened up to so she types the book and she opens it and this is paragraph paraphrase but it said adults struggle with The truth about the inner child, because it does not make intellectual sense.
0: Wow.
1: I'm like, holy cow. Oh, my stars. So that really happened. That was, I had an encounter with Yeshua. And he's showing me, unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom. And what what is even more um, more clear to me is, and um, Dr. Robin's going to talk about this at, at the conference. So when we are brought up in these dysfunctional families, we realize at a very tender young age that our authentic selves are not lovable. We're not okay with our beautiful, authentic selves. And so what we do is we create a false self. Well, we how can we have an authentic relationship with a creator when we're operating out of a false self?
0: Mm that is so good and I'm so amazed right now I'm amazed at your story and I, I'm really amazed how how Yahweh has brought us together because our, our listeners probably don't know that you and I really haven't had a chance to talk we met in person for like 30 seconds <laughs>
1: we yeah. really
0: haven't had a chance to talk but there is so much of our testimonies that are that are so so similar. And just to know that this is what's going to be talked about at the conference. It is definitely a God ordained thing that he is having me go to this conference because I know it's going to bring a lot of healing for me as well.
1: Amen. Amen. So when, when I asked Dr. Robin to speak and Dr. Dab Wiley, who's a psychologist. So Robin's a therapist. Dr. Deb is a psychologist. Dr. Robin's is going to talk about the false self. Dr. Deb is going to talk about finding out um, who you were created to be. Now, they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know that. They didn't know this. This is all the father. And so I keep trying to make PowerPoint presentations because there's that's what I do. I have PowerPoint presentations and I've got my little clicker and I've got my slideshow all memorized and I'm just boom, boom, boom. And the father says, no, not this time. I want you to just simply to stand up and I want you to tell your story. Just simply tell your story. Now the radio part, this is a hoot and a half. <laughs> so, so I'm down in Florida. I discover this. Spam! This message in my spam, and Daniel Holdings from the radio station wants me to call him the next day. So I call I call Daniel the next day, and we're chatting, and you know about what I had what I had shared in the email, and then I proceed to tell him I call it my lamb story. I proceed to tell him about the lamb and Yeshua showing up. And I had expected him to shut me down and tell me, look, lady, you are crazy. You've lost your cotton-picking mind. I suggest (laughs) that you check yourself into the nearest psychiatric hospital. Well, so he says, hold up, hold up, hold up. And I thought, oh, here it comes. He says, I want to ask you something, but I want you to go to the father and make sure that you're you are hearing clearly from him people need to hear your story people need to hear what you have to say would you consider doing your own radio show and i'm thinking oh my gosh i can't believe this <laughs> so we get off the phone and i call my friend in in new york she's a writer speaker i call her and she's like Oh, he's launching you. I'm like, holy crap. Because for a whole week, for a whole week, I kept hearing, I am going to launch you. I am going to launch you. And I'm like, what the hell is, you are going to launch me? I am losing my mind. (laughs) So here's my friend saying, he's launching you. (laughs) So I'm like, I can't believe this. So I go to the father. I'm like, what is this you're launching me? Well, words can be a weapon. Mm. Words can be a weapon of mass destruction in the enemy's camp. Launching a weapon out into the airwaves. Oh wow! Yeah, that's wow. what he showed me. I'm like, whoa! With the frequencies, oh, he created God. the he created everything with a word, with the power of his word, with the frequencies. Yes, yes. So what you do is powerful, also. So anyways, back to the story. So the phone rings and it's Daniel and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know you're on vacation, but we need a guest speaker, um, to come on Monday. Would you be our guest? And I'm like, okay, so we get off the phone and, and I, I turned to the father and I'm like, father, if you want me to be on this live radio show. I need a private place. I, I can't talk about what I talk about in my parents' little tiny home. There's, there's no privacy. So get a load of this. So my mother's neighbor, I don't even know this woman. My mother's neighbor comes over to my mother, and she asks my mother, would, do you think your daughter would like to use my she shed? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And this, her, her she shed by the seashore
0: <laughs> is,
1: <laughs> has the most comfortable desk chair I've ever sat in. And it was the cutest little she shed. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect to do this radio show.
0: And oh, so I you. sat.
1: I sat in this woman. she shed <laughs> talking to Daniel Holdings and Al McCarn. So in the course of our discussion, Daniel says to Ale, Al, what? Guess what? Well, guess what? What? We have a brand new radio show coming on. Really? What's the name of it? I don't know. Laura Lee, what's the name of your show? I had no clue. I had <laughs> abs- absolutely no clue. <laughs> So I'm like, uh, you know, Father, help. (laughs) I'm you know, crying out to the Father and in in my heart. And it just comes out of my mouth. Healing for the nations with the modern day Samaritan woman. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So so I've been doing it for over four years now. And uh you know, I've wanted to throw in the towel so many times. I'm like, you know, why go through all these demonic attacks and hardships? You know, nobody's listening. It's not making a difference. And, and, you know, every time I told the father, I'm done, I'm throwing in the towel, I can't do this anymore. He would send some sort of encouragement, you know, just keep going, keep, you know, even if it's only one person that, that you're touching their hearts, you got to keep going. So um, now with the conference a few months ago, the father spoke to me very clearly, and he said the judgment begins in the house of Jehovah and it begins with the leaders. I want you to do a conference, and I want you to reach out to Jim Staley and ask him to be the keynote speaker. I'm thinking, okay, this cannot be you because I have no idea how to do a conference. I know nothing about conferences. And as the days went by, he kept pressing in, pressing in, pressing in. So I sent Jim a text message and uh, we set up a time to, to chat on the phone. So I told Jim what was on my heart. And Jim and I had already done a couple of radio shows and, and, uh, you know, we talked about what's going on within the body of the Messiah and um, how much, the, you know, we, we need healing. We need deliverance and healing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be learning Torah and keeping the feast days. But we've dragged in all the childhood baggage. We've dragged in, you know, uh, Christian doctrine that's, that's ingrained. This stuff is so ingrained in us. Oh, yeah. And so we, we need to back up the cart, you know, we need to back it up and, and let the Holy Spirit deal with those, those hurts that, um, that Satan's using as weapons against us. So, um, so anyways, Jim and I discussed it and he said, oh, you are definitely hearing from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's been speaking the same thing to his heart, too. So I just started, you know, praying that the Father would show me what it is that he wanted me to do. And um, so he laid some people on my heart, people that had been on my show. um, And we've had some beautiful discussions um, about certain, you know, certain topics domestic abuse and, and, um, childhood wounding and divorce and, um, trauma. And so I reached out to some of the, some of the folks and asked them to be guest speakers. And, and, uh, so anyways, the fathers just put, put together a team of amazing people and, um, the gathering place is a, extension of Jacob's tent so it is a small venue it's going to be small and cozy and we do have 500 webinar spots and today is the 16th of June as we are recording this so we don't have a whole lot of time but there is still time to register and uh, it's $50 to come in person that will cover food and uh, I have a wonderful, um, I have a close friend who is an amazing cook. She's going to be putting together food. And, and uh, we have tons of door prizes for people that come in person. And so my team and I have put together a, um, a resource guide for everybody that registers. They will get a PDF with a plethora of various resources. And so we're, we are expecting great things from our great God. We are expecting people to, to be blessed and healed. And I just, you know, I just cannot wait to see what the father does.
0: Oh, and it's, it's, it's definitely a move of the father because this, it's just, you know, for me and my personal walk, this is just so timely for me. Um, I just started having just these amazing experiences with the Holy Spirit, you know, really, I don't know, six months, a year ago. And it's just, he's continuing to bring me down this path. And a few weeks ago, I went uh, to a conference where Jim Staley was in Ava, Missouri. And, and, and you just nailed one of the things that that I had been talking about with Brian. Because at that conference, you know, it wasn't broadcasted. It was small and cozy. And, you know, it was just a, a bunch of people there in unity to worship the Father. But there was a call to repentance Every single one of us there, you know, we, we'd all been keeping Torah for a long time, but we all were carrying this hurt and this baggage and still dealing with sin. And there was a call to repentance to us. And it was one of the most healing experiences just to have this private moment with, with other believers who weren't going to judge us or condemn us, just love on us where we could confess our sins one to another and confess them to the father and just it was just so healing and the spirit was just so palpable in that moment it was just one of the most amazing experiences and I I told my husband it was funny because I went to this conference alone I told my husband I'm like I'm going because I was just really going through some some personal stuff and I'm like I'm going to go to this conference and I'm going to come back a different woman (laughs) man I, I don't. I, I've just come back so, just m- much more passionate, much more mm-hmm. excited, much more driven. You know, I've been I've been following Yeshua, and now, like for years, but now it's like I'm running after him. I'm just yes. chasing after, and I just, I'm just. It just was such a reigniting experience for me, and and I had really been. And I'll, I'll have to share with you a moment that we've had just during this podcast. I'm probably going to cry. So I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> be real know. girl. <laughs> we, um, there were a lot of people, you know, at this conference and they were uh, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, and I've never had that gifting. <laughs> and So uh, I was with, he was speaking to, to a lady, a new friend that I made there. I just, I felt I met my second mother while I was there and he was really working with her and he was t- teaching her, uh, in other words, like how to activate the gift of speaking in tongues. And he, he made a reference to, you remember when you were a baby, remember when you were a child and you were just learning how to talk. He was like, think about that. And she starts praying in tongues (laughs) just minutes later. It was this most beautiful experience. And I was so happy for her and cheering her on. And I was just, I was like, okay, father, I've, I've seen you give that gift, you know, real time. I've seen you give that gift to someone. And I've just been begging him for that. And just before we got on the podcast, Someone sent me a message. <laughs> I, I want to see if I can find it real quick because it was, it was basically go, go back to being a child. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, she, said, uh, she said, Melissa, he gave me a way to explain how to receive that is simple. It's very simple and childlike. And that was the very last thing that I read before we started the podcast. And when you started speaking about your encounter with the lamb and <laughs> going back to your inner child, I just started crying. Oh. And just, I could just, you know, those Holy Spirit chill bumps. Yes. Just yes. All over me. So, like, this is <laughs> such the father. Like, he's just, he's like, come along, come along. You know, like. <laughs> Oh, so I'm so excited and just so touched and moved at the same time. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I'm i going to be at this conference with the bells on. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Um, so you are
1: all registered? Uh-huh. Okay, wonderful. Well,
0: I think so. You know, I had some trouble <laughs> the first night, but I think so. I think it finally went through this last time, but I'll, I'll go back and double check and make sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Make, so make, yeah, make sure. Cause we've been working on some kinks. Um, so what, what I've been telling people and I've been telling my team, look, I don't know anything about putting conferences together. I'm putting, we are all in this together. We're putting our little toe in the Jordan and we're seeing the father part this, um, part the waters and i'm hoping that this is just the first one i'm hoping you know how they're doing the messiah meetings yeah uh-huh. i would absolutely love to see this um take take off because the body of the messiah there's so many people suffering And it hurts my heart to hear the stories of leaders. And I'm not bashing leaders by any means. Um, You know, this is all about coming, coming alongside of people, coming alongside of our leaders in giving them the right tools. It's, I love the story of Nehemiah where Nehemiah was called to do this mighty work. And he, uh, he did an inventory of the rubble. You know, he surveyed the broken down places.
0: Mm, Yes.
1: And, and so, you know, then he put together a team and they had to clear that rubble away first before they could start rebuilding. So we are trying to build without clearing the rubble. So we have to clear the rubble and we need to define the rubble that we're clearing away we and we need teams of safe people that are non-judgmental people that can come alongside of us and help us to clear the rubble out of our lives Mm
0: -hmm. and and i
1: also liken it to the spots and the wrinkles in our wedding attire so when nehemiah he put together a team everybody had their assignments even the women Were there building, helping the men. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. The women
1: were with the men alongside of the men building alongside of them. Some were assigned to work on the doors, some the gates, some, you know, the windows. Everybody had a section of the wall. And the opposition was so fierce that they slept with their armor on. They had one hand on. The tool that they were, you know, working, and the other tool or the other hand on a sword. And whenever an area was being heavily attacked, they would blow the shofar and people would rally around and fight off the enemy. And I I love that story of Nehemiah because that's a great story of recovery. Yes. Great illustration of what we are supposed to be doing. And this is why I love the 12-step meetings. Now, I don't go to AA and NA anymore. I go to adult children, alcoholic and dysfunctional families because that particular 12-step support, it's not about the drugs or the alcohol. So the question is not, what the hell is the matter with so-and-so? No, the question is, what happened? Mm
0: -hmm. What
1: happened? Tell me your story because we all have a story. We all have hurts. We've all have, you know, we live in a very abusive traumatic world and we don't come out of childhood without some sort of trauma and trauma doesn't have to be severe. And, and so some of us, We're lucky enough to grow up in families where we got enough love and and nurturing and attention. We had our needs met where we didn't have to develop a false self. We didn't have to develop survival skills just to survive our childhood. But the majority of us, we developed false selves. We developed um, survival skills. And those survival skills that helped us to survive childhood now becomes character defects, those spots and wrinkles on our wedding attire.
0: You're right. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm.
1: So I do a blog. It's called shutting snake skins. And I'm also writing a book called shutting snake skins. And, you know, I like to ask people, who were you knit together in your mama's womb to be? Who are you? You're not your trauma. You're not your survival skills. You know, Who are you? What are the gifts and talents that the Father placed in you? For many years, I didn't think I had anything good in me. I was so filled with toxic shame. I was so filled with self-hatred. I hated myself. You know, and this is where we struggle with jealousy. We struggle with envy. We struggle with hatred and bitterness. And in all these hard uh, emotions that we're told to get rid of. Well, how do we get rid of them? And we ha- we we need to release all of this stuff up and out of us in order to have those fruits: the love, the joy, the peace. In order to to love our neighbor, we need to love ourselves first.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: not a narcissistic love. That is. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow, Father, you've made me a speaker and a writer. I get to do radio and in, and, and interview all these groovy, way cool people.
0: Gosh, you just said something and then it never hit me. It literally says love your neighbor as yourself. So yes. if you don't love yourself first. How can you properly love your neighbor? Oh my gosh, my mind is blown right now. Exactly, and and
1: so it's unless you become as a little child. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, one of the things that I used to do is I lived in my head. You know, I was a very analytical, and I had to I had to understand everything. And I had to know everything and understand it and examine it from every angle. And that was a form of control. And when you're traumatized as a little person, you, you will be a control freak because being in control feels safe. And it's all about... I have to keep myself safe because nobody kept me safe. Nobody was there to take care of me. I have to take care of myself. I can't trust anybody. Um, I have to be in control. I have to be in charge. Um,
0: and Man, so, you are preaching to me right now. <laughs> yeah, a
1: lot of people, we live in our heads yes. because, our, because <laughs> it's it's so painful. Our hearts are so painful. So I know people, and I I was guilty of this too, I had what's called frozen emotions. I could tell you all the atrocities that happened to me with no emotion. And see, I thought that I had gotten healed. I hadn't gotten healed. I was in denial. Mm. I was in total denial. If you told me how angry I was with my mother, I would have told you that you were crazy. Because I had my mama up on a pedestal. Well, let me tell you, I had to go to the Father, and I had to ask the Father to help me get in touch with my real feelings. I had years of stuffed emotion. I had drugged. I had drank. I had shoved those emotions, years and years of sorrow and anger and grief and uh, rage, I had that stuffed so far down, and I've worked with a lot of people through the years <clears throat> that were scared of their emotions because they were so scared that if they started crying, they would never be able to stop, or if they allowed themselves to feel that anger, that they would lose control because of the rage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. you know yeah, I can certainly, yeah. certainly relate to, to all of that. And, you know, kind of like you said, you, you think because you can, you can talk about it and not show emotion that you have it under control and you're, you're healed. And you know what, you, you may exactly still be right in talking to me in that too. Maybe I'm not quite as healed from all of the trauma that I had as well as I think that I am, because I still, I still have that. I want to be in control, you know, which, I, you know, I'm telling myself, I trust the father. I'm telling myself I trust the father and I feel like I trust the father, but then when it comes down to doing certain things, there's still this, you know, hesitation because I've never been able to, you know, rely on another human being Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah.
1: And it's a journey. I call it the journey to the heart of the father.
0: Yeah, and the 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 title of your blog and your book, "Shedding Snake Skins, Goodness gracious, that is such a powerful title. I'm so excited to go look up your blog, and I cannot wait to read your book. Well, I am writing the book,
1: and the father, <laughs> the father, um, has once again brought into my life someone who has um, editing skills, and um, so. He keeps telling me you need you need to move forward and get this book written because you know people out there need it, and um, so I just need a lot of prayer because the enemy keeps trying to distract me off from um, doing what the Father calls me. And then this morning during my worship time, I felt impressed to look at first I think it was First Timothy chapter four. And at the end of the chapter, um, Paul's telling Timothy, do not neglect your gift. And he's telling, he's telling Timothy to be diligent in using the gifts that the father has given him. And I really felt like the father was speaking to me like, you know, I'm sixty two. And it's like, you know, you have lived to tell the story. You have lived. I mean, I should be dead from being beaten. I should be dead from shooting drugs. I should be dead from suicide, Um, all those years of being suicidal. And, uh, you know, my last marriage almost dug me in, and and I lived to tell. So, you know, the father's like, Laura Lee, you need to just work. You need to you need to put your hands to the plow and move forward. And um, so that's you know, that's what he's doing. He's calling all of us to to heal. He's calling all of us to become to become that that child, that innocent child that, you know, I love, um, I love those pictures of children where they're swinging, you know, they're just swinging and um, they just leap and they jump into their father's arms because they know that their father will never let them fall. They have total confidence that their father is
0: going to catch them. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Um, just speaking back to that Ava, Ava conference, I know my listeners get tired of hearing about it, but it was so impactful. There were, there were a couple of moments that was just, man, just left me in awe. Remember the, the gentleman's name exactly. I believe his first name was Evan, but he had a child that had, had gone up front, um, and I don't remember if he he went up to be to to join in. They were having some children's prayer if he was being prayed over. But yes, I do. He went up and he got the microphone and he said something like gave a little testimony about how much he loved Jesus. And he turns around and he looks at his daddy and his dad is just standing there just smiling so big and arms stuck out and this little boy just starts running to his dad and he jumps and his dad grabs him and just hugs him and it was just this beautiful moment Mm, and in uh, that moment the father looked at or said to me that's how I look at you uh, oh it's just like uh, oh my goodness it was just oh such a moment Mm.
1: those moments are precious Oh, I
0: will never because, forget that. Those are,
1: the, those are the moments where, you know, he uses those moments to help us to shatter the darkness in our souls, to, to shatter those, those lies that he doesn't love us or that we have to hold back. He doesn't want us to hold back. He wants us to just embrace him, you know, and it's um, there is on YouTube what's coming to my mind. And I'm going to play this at the conference. There is on YouTube this, um, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if it's called a skit or it's kind of like a hip hop, but it's this woman. It's, it's uh the woman at the well, and it's, it's like poetry speak. Do you know what I'm saying? Like poetry speak. And it's, it's this amazing um, rendition of the woman at the well. And I just love it. There's two different ones. And it's just so powerful because she's talking about how, she wants people to see her for who she is and it's all about intimacy it's all about in to me see intimacy and that's yeah. what community is all about and it's all about taking our mask off being safe creating these safe communities where we can take our masks off and we can say you know what I'm struggling with my eating disorder I'm really struggling with lust I'm really struggling with you name it and that's the beauty of a healthy 12-step meeting I quit going to church for many for for a while because going to a healthy 12-step meeting was like church to me because the people were honest and they were talking about, um, you know, their relationship with God and they were talking about reality and coming alongside of each other. And you can tell your, uh, your, your, um, you're junk in these meetings and after the meeting somebody come up to you and say you know here's my phone number if you want to have coffee call me we can go out and have lunch or have coffee and it's Mm -hmm. all about supporting one another now in church if you stood up and said, Hi, my name is Laura Lee and I was at the crack house last night getting crack okay because <laughs> my you know because I'm I'm in so much pain I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to self-medicate. I
0: just wanted to numb out. What would they do? They would. Oh my goodness! They would fall over (laughs) on the floor with a heart attack and then shoo you out. They certainly wouldn't come (laughs) over to me and say, "You know, here's my phone number.
1: Let's go. Let's go have a cup of coffee. Let's go have lunch. How can I help you, sister? How can I? Is there? What do you need? What? How can I help you? How can we help you?" Mm. and that's you know who did who did
0: Yeshua hang out with who did he hang out with oh you're exactly right you're exactly the people who needed him the drunks the prostitutes and I used to say you know
1: what I would rather go to AA or Narcotics Anonymous NA and hang out with a bunch of Prostit- former prostitutes and former drug addicts and drunks or hang out with people that are trying to get free from that lifestyle than to go to church with them goody-goody-two-shoes.
0: Yep. Yep. I, ha- I have been to those churches. I hear you. Yep. So,
1: um you know, just keeping it. It's, it's all about keeping it real. Mm-hmm and not playing church because, and within the messianic community, you know, I wonder, are we, are we doing the same thing? Are we still playing church? Are we still living with a mask on? And,
0: and uh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid a lot of those instances is yes. Uh, you know, uh, Brian and I had a very similar conversation about you know we used to nitpick on you know the christian churches that we come from because you know they were cherry picking scripture they were doing this and they were doing that and now we find ourselves doing exactly the same thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) well maybe mm -hmm. you cherry picking a different scripture we're just exactly exactly yeah so so when i
1: came off my pink cloud um when, you know, when the Father led me to a Messianic community a congregation in New York, I was so excited about, you know, finding other Sabbath keepers that that ate biblically. And um, I was so excited to, to learn about the feast days. And then once, once I was off my uh, pink cloud, I was like, "Wait a minute. They're fighting over how to keep the Sabbath, and they're fighting over how to pronounce Jesus,
0: and they're mm-hmm. fighting over
1: the calendar and mm-hmm. flat earth." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, Father. This is this is way too familiar. Um this is what the Seventh-day Adventist Church does. What what is this?" And the Father spoke to me and he said, Because it's not about the denomination, it's the people and the brokenness. And it's the same religious spirit working in the people.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep, so he's coming for a mature bride without spot or wrinkle. He is not coming for a snotty-nosed, bratty child
0: bride that's true you know and you know i think the father i should say i know the father is is moving in this and going toward that because you can look at jacob's tent you know, just when I met you there, that was my first visit there in person. I've been streaming, it seems like three years now, online, uh-huh, uh-huh. and that was my first time in person, but to see so many people come from so many different walks of life, come from different churches, come from, you know, different denominations, to be there and to be worshiping in unity with None of that fighting or bickering. And then just like the other conferences that I've been to over the last several months, there's been just such a spirit of love and unity and healing that it's definitely a move of the Father all getting us to exactly where we need to be. And I know your conference is a huge piece of that. Amen. Well, like I
1: said, hopefully this is the first of many because I keep hearing how much this is needed. And, and it would be great to see other people um, having conferences where they are addressing this. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know what the father is going to do, but we do know that he is on the move. And we do know that he wants his people whole so that we can be holy because we cannot be holy if we're not whole.
0: Oh, yes, that was actually the sermon that Nathan Harmon preached in Branson. Oh, oh was, really? Yes, yeah, exactly. That was the name of his of his sermon.
1: Oh, wow! Ho
0: to holy, W H O L E to holy.
1: Well, look at that.
0: <laughs> I oh did not God. know that. You'll, I'll have to send you a link on YouTube. It's so good. You're going to love it. Um, so we have hit our hour mark on the podcast. Uh, so I just want to direct everyone one more time. So it's the Good Samaritan Conference. Well, it's the GoodSamaritanConference.com is where they can go find out more about the event, check out the agenda. Uh, they can register for the conference. They can even... Um, log in to become a sponsor and help sponsor this event uh all everything can be found there at the good samaritan conference.com it's at the gathering place in knoxville tennessee it's June 24th 25th and twenty sixth. is that right yes ma'am yes ma'am thank you deal well uh, I hope all of our listeners will go online and register for that. It's what that's a, what a week away, isn't it? Yeah. That so way it is right <laughs> around the corner. Mm-hmm. So um, we will, we will be constantly sharing for the next seven days uh, on all of our social media and we will, try to get this word out there to as many people as possible and help you spread the word. And and just as a reminder, you don't have to go in person. They can stream the event as well. Yes, we have 500 webinar spots. So thank you so much, Melissa,
1: for having me as a guest and uh, shalom and blessings to all your listeners.
0: Oh, Thank you so, so much. Um, We always pray out our podcast. Would you mind leading prayer and closing us out?
1: Oh, I would love to. Oh, Father, Father. Yeah. Thank you so very much for your promises that you who began a good work in us, you will be faithful to complete that good work that you've begun in us. And, Father, I just lift up to you every listener, and I ask in the mighty name of Yeshua that you would touch their hearts, Father, that you would empower them, Father, with your Holy Spirit to give them the courage and the strength, Father, to continue to to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. And, Father, I just pray that they would be able to get in touch with that child within them. Father, you know their histories. You know everything that they've gone through, Father. And you know you are the master weaver and you are the great physician and you are the wonderful counselor. You know exactly what they need when they need it. So, Father, I'm just asking that you would order their footsteps and their conversations, that you would hedge them in That they not steer to the left nor to the right, but that they stay on that straight and narrow path that leads to your heart and leads home. In the mighty name of Yeshua, amen.
0: Amen and amen. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Laura. This podcast has meant the world to me, and I know it will impact our listeners as well. So we will definitely be covering you in prayer for the next week. And, and then I, even after that as well, just God bless you. And thank you so much for joining us. Tonight. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom.